Hey, it's Tony and Mike's uh, newest adventure, another week, uh, getting close to the uh, Christmas holiday. And uh, we welcome you all once again uh, here as uh, we try to keep it interesting. We do the best that we can. Want to start off the show with uh, saying to my friend here, Mike Bellamy, a big happy birthday. It was, it was your birthday when, yesterday? Yes. Yesterday. Okay. Yep. On right. Wednesday. Yep. Now, I don't know how old you are, but I know you've got uh, 15, 16 years on me. So, uh, 45. I turned 45. 45. All right. Yeah. All right. So you're, you're still in that area where you what, would be. What area is that? Before that the, area, before well, the that, area like, <laughs> that area where you're like, you know, you're, you're still kind of young, you know, you'll, you'll mm. you still can play softball in the uh, twilight league, you know, that, that kind of stuff. You, you, you know what I'm saying? No, okay. see, I'm in the danger zone. That's the way I look at it. I'm in the zone where mentally, I still think I can do all those things. Ah. And then once I physically get out on the field, just this last, you know, fall, McKenna's softball, they had kickball with the parents. Tony, I could barely walk for three days after that because my hamstrings. I no, mean, I understand. kick the ball. Yeah. So I, I'm in the danger zone right now. I'm, I'm in that zone. You know what you are? You're, you're in that zone. It won't come to you, at least for another five years, where they say, Mike Bellamy? Oh, he's still relatively young. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, yeah. When you get to be my age, it's, you're over the hump. It's done. Yeah, see, I, I just look at this as the pre-prostate exam era Good. for me. Once I get there, then it's naps, um, meals that are blended, uh, you know, early. Well, I already go to sleep. I, I never hit 8 o'clock at night, so I'm already there. Uh, so, yeah, yeah we're, we're getting there. We're you'll, getting, also, we're getting. you'll also find that, you know, I remember when I was your age, it would be like, oh, geez, that pizza last night, it hit me the wrong way, okay? Now it turns into, oh, that glass of water that I just had, it really hit me the wrong way. That's, that's Well, it, let's into. just put it this way. I think up until 45, you're reacting to the heartburn. Mm -hmm. You eat the pizza, the heartburn hits, you pop the Rolaids, okay? Right. Now I'm taking the Rolaids, then eating the pizza as I'm, I, I know what's going to be coming. I, I think that, I think when you're younger, you're all reaction. It's like, oh, I, I, I'm taking Advil because I have a headache. Now when I wake up in the morning and I feel fine, I take Advil because I know in an hour and a half from now, I'm going to have some sort of, you know, some sort of ache that I'm going to have to deal with. So I think Just I'm at the age where I'm now... You know, the, I'm the probiotic, you know, I'm right. trying to take things to, to set because I know what the day is going to be. Like. Very good. Or you're at that point, too. I do this all the time where you do have a piece of pizza. You're lying in bed. And I say to my wife in the dark, Hun, I think I'm having a heart attack. Tone, it was the pizza. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, I think it's a heart attack. And of course it's, but you get to that age. It's like heart attack age. But, but what, what, are, you, what are you having for lunch the next day? Leftover pizza. Well, <laughs> you, you never learn. You know, you know, you no, never no. Well, pizza is one of those foods you burn the roof of your mouth every single time, mm -hmm. but then only until the very next time you have pizza because you just don't, you can't wait. You can't wait. You learn from it. Yes. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually going to be making pizza tonight. This is a funny story. I, I, my sister, there's a place back in Chicago called Lou Malnati's. Mm -hmm. and they make deep dish pizza. I love it. So she and my brother-in-law sent me pizzas for my birthday. Oh. So I'm sitting here at, you know, I, I get a knock on the door. I open up the door and there's this big styrofoam cooler that says taste to Chicago on the side of it. And it's the pizzas. So I open it up and I'm in the process of texting my sister to thank her. And all of a sudden I get this... Now, meanwhile, the FedEx guy's just leaving. The UPS guy just pulled in, and he's delivering me Italian beef that my father bought, and it had it shipped here. So I had two pieces of Chicago arrive in just a matter of five minutes of one another. Nice. The Italian beef is gone. I've already eaten it, and I'm on to the last pizza. So, nice. Yeah. Well, they, they, they certainly know you, that's for sure. Yes, yes. And I think my mom is going to have, like, Chicago-style hot dogs 
sent out to me because I can't get a decent hot dog out here at all. Very nice. Do you remember the year it it was your birthday and I was leaving the house here to get to Bridgeport and I was probably leaving at three o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. And I remember coming down the stairs and saying, oh, geez, it's Bellamy's birthday. I forgot all about it. (laughs) And my wife had bought cookies from Stu Leonard's and chocolate chips. kids, we, we had destroyed, we had destroyed the cookies, but there was like maybe, maybe six left. I said, Oh, this is good. I just closed the box and I brought them and I sent them. I sent them. I brought them to work. Here you go, Mike. Happy birthday. Mike was like, what's this? What is this? Ah, Jesus. Complain, complain, and complain, but he ate them. I don't, I didn't even think the six cookies were there before the five thirty news in the morning. I think they were all gone by the time I even got to the first newscast. I, chocolate chip cookies. That's, that's my weak spot. It's the thought that counts, Mike. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just there were crumbs. There were sections of cookies. I don't even know if there was one whole cookie that was in there. I mean, you say six cookies, but I think there was like five dismantled cookies and maybe one whole cookie in the whole thing. So, But as you said, it's the thought that counts. And it was chocolate chip cookies. I, I'll... I'll I'll eat the scrapes, you know, scraps on the on the table. The soft kind of chocolate chip cookies. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. As we get older, we we want the soft cookies. Exactly. (laughs) All right. What do you Uh, got this week? What do we? You know, I I saw this past week uh, that uh, Bob Dylan, great songwriter and performer for the last uh, 62, 63 years or so, he sold his entire catalog, every song that he's ever written. And he sold it to Universal Music Group for about $300 million. Now, the the 600 songs, of course, include Blowing in the Wind, The Times They Are Changing, Like a Rolling Stone, All Along the Watchtower, all folk and rock and roll classics. And he, he sold them. He's got no rights to these songs whatsoever. But he picked up $300 million. And at first I was like, oh, why would he do that? He loses control of everything. And then I thought, hey, he's 80 years old, $300 million. That'll go a long way in his old age, you know? Does he so, have kids uh, and grandkids? And I mean, I know he has a kid. The one was in the, that group Wallflowers, right? Yes, Jacob. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I know at least he has that. So, I mean, he's probably thinking, what am I doing with this now? You know? Well, that's what it turns into. And, and you know, when you've got a catalog like that, uh, from what I hear, it, it's a pain in the neck to management, ma- manage it. It's a, it's a full-time job managing all of this. And I guess he just felt, yeah, I don't want to deal with this anymore. He'll still get uh, songwriting fees, uh, you know, that he'll st- still get those fees, but he has no say anymore. If Universal wants to sell it uh, to um, uh, some margarine company and they want to use it in their commercial, he's got no say to it anymore, okay. you know. So yeah. that, no, that, I thought that was pretty cool. And, and Stevie Nix did the same thing this, this week, uh, selling 80% of her catalog uh, for around 80 to a hundred million. So I guess you, this is- Do the you think that's a coincidence that two iconic music artists do it? I don't know, but, but it could be uh, that they're, um, uh, uh, that, that this is the trend, that, that these artists, this is what they're gonna do, I think anyway. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's which artists are we like Elton John? You see Elton John doing something yeah, like I, that? Yeah, I could see him doing that. Yeah, I could see him doing that. Sure, sure. I mean, McCartney like doesn't Paul. have McCartney doesn't have the Beatles. It's is it still Michael Jackson? Uh, I I think McCartney started. I think he's got he started buying some of the Beatles music back, but oh. I don't think he owns. He doesn't own all of it. Um, I don't think McCartney is going to do that. I think he's, yeah, I think he enjoys owning all of these songs. Don't forget, uh, he owns Happy Birthday. If somebody plays Happy Birthday in a movie, he's there with his hand out. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Now, is that the reason why they have to sing ridiculous Happy Birthdays at restaurants? I, I think it is. I really do. I, I yeah. think it is. You know, although, you know, in, in nightclubs and things like that, when they were using music, now, of course, uh, that's in limbo because of the uh, virus. Yeah. If you were using bands, the restaurant would have to pay a certain amount of money to these publishing companies just to cover it like a blanket thing. 
Yeah. Well, I, I remember, you know, our years in radio, if we played any sort of music. I mean, I remember painstaking with what BMI and mm-hmm. ASCAP and all these other, it was, sure. it was very meticulous while well, you had to, to log that and make sure that the artists are paid because, you know, you think that all these artists are gazillionaires. They make so much money. And in reality, most of the money that they get, unless they go on tour or something is from those royalties of, you mm-hmm. know, radio stations and whatnot playing their music. Uh, as much as they do. So it is important. It sure. Is important. It is. It is important. You know, now and, uh, you'd go into a club and listen to music. I've gone mm-hmm. into, I've, I've gone into places and watched the Tony Reno band perform uh, on several occasions. Would you ever perform at a tickle bar? <laughs> I, I never heard of a tickle bar. I don't know. Would I? You might. Okay. There's a woman named Kimberly Haley Coleman in Dallas, Texas, and she's opening the doors to her new business on Monday called the Tickle Bar. And that name is really accurate. You literally go to this place to be tickled. Now, because of the pandemic, it'll be appointment only. Oh, well, that's good to know. You show up, get a glass of wine, and then you're escorted into one of five Moroccan-style tickle tents and you can go shirt on or shirt off, whatever you want. Now, from there, you pick the tickling style you want. Apparently, there's tickling style. Hair play, back tickles, or both. And you can pay for 25 to 50 minutes. It costs $40 for the shorter session and $60 for the longer one. Now, somehow, this is legit. It's not like a front for prostitution or happy endings and all that kind of stuff. It's it's actually legit. Um, But you know what? It doesn't mention, in my opinion, the most ticklish part of the body, the feet. Mm -hmm. It just talks about hair play and back tickles. Okay. All right. Are you tickled on your head? Uh, I don't, I, no, I mean, my sensitive part uh, is under my arm. That's the sensitive. Okay. So that's your, now see, Ben always wants to be tickled. Always. And he's ticklish on his kneecaps. I mean, that's a new one for me. I, I, that's a new one. And then my daughter, I hope she doesn't watch this, but I get her to fart every time I tickle her. I call them, I call them the tickle toots. She gets the tickle toot. So if I get her and I start tickling her feet, she tickles. All of a sudden, there's an aroma, and the whole game is over, uh, you know, before it started. But, yeah, I mean, tickling is, is, is very popular with me and the kids. But I don't know if I'd go to a tickle bar. I don't know if I'd pay for a long session of tickling. No. If you want to be tickled, I'll come over. I'll do it for nothing. Save the 40 bucks. Man. You know, no problem. But I, I get, I get, I get desensitized really quickly. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Even the feet. I mean, I remember doing a radio bit where, our, because it was just known that my feet were so ticklish that I, I wince just at the idea of somebody touching my feet. That there was a local salon that was listening, and she bought a package where they did a pedicure on me for. It was part of the package. So I had to go there and get a pedicure with this lady. And she did a manicure as well. And it, I, was, I was amazed at the very beginning when she started. I was, uh, 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 you know, I was doing these, I was doing the, I was doing the Jimmy legs. I was kicking around and all that stuff. But after about 15 seconds or so, it was desensitized. She was able to, she was able to go to town. So, yeah. Okay. All right. I don't have that. I don't get desensitized. It's an awful feeling. The pits, though, that's where you yeah, get it? That's, that's the big one, the pits, yeah. Yeah. All right, so if you, post-COVID world, if you see Tony on the streets, come up from behind him and, and tickle his pits. All right. When, it, when, when the COVID thing is over. All right. Yeah. Is it going to be over? I mean, uh, I think so. No? This vaccine, what did they say? It was 95%. A cure. The, yeah. uh, if you get the if you get the uh, the vaccine, uh, apparently there were a couple of people that reacted badly to it, 
But right. it came to find out that the people that reacted badly, they react badly to most things when, when they when they get a shot. So it was nothing new. And then they came out of it pretty quickly. Don't they have like the jaws of life, so to speak, like right there next to the people while they're getting the vaccine? I mean, like the defibrillators are right there anticipating that there might be a problem? I guess. I, I, you know, I don't know. They say that uh, th this is it. They say that this is it. Everything that I've read and everything that I've, that I've seen, mm -hmm. uh, I think the problem, first of all, regular people like you and I prob probably aren't going to get it till June or July. It's, it's going to be the frontline workers. Then it's going to be uh, people with underlying conditions, the elderly, and then regular people, if you will, then they'll get the shot. Okay. Uh, they're saying that's going to be close to June, maybe a little further. Um, but my thing, the thing that scares me is that a lot of people just blatantly say, I'm not getting it. I'm not going to get this shot. Uh, last night on the news, uh, I don't know if I heard this correctly. Uh, if I'm wrong, please forgive me. But uh, the, in New York, I think like half or a, a quarter of the firefighters in New York City, they said, no, we're, we're not going to get the shot. I would think that they would Now, be why are they saying that? Are they saying that because they don't believe in it? Or are they saying because then it goes to other people first? Uh, I didn't hear that. I, I heard that it was, I got the feeling that it was because uh, some people feel it's being rushed. Some people feel uh, that, uh, uh, you know, what are the side effects? Some people just want to lay back for uh, six months or a year to see what happens to other people when they take the shot. I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. That's, that's the big thing for me though, is how many people are out there that are just gonna say, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. Yeah, so. no, I mean, that's, that's a big concern. And I, I understand this is a vaccine that is very new. Uh, this, is a, this is a virus that's very new. So yes, there, are, there may be instant gratification, but have they had a chance to do this for the long term, obviously they haven't. People want to desperately get back to some sort of normalcy. And I think that that's why we're willing to cut corners. I mean, the FDA is you know, determining uh, whether or not they can do an emergency release of this vaccine uh, to try and get us back to some sort of normal. And I saw that Dr. Fauci said that as long as 75 to 80% of the population takes the vaccine, we'll be on our way to getting back to some sort of normalcy. Okay. Um, right. And this may include, you know, not wearing masks and, you know, sporting events starting again and all these types of things. I know here in Pennsylvania, uh, Governor Wolf just announced he has COVID um, and uh, they've, they've started pulling back. They've gone back phases. Um, you know, closing some of the, the bigger gathering of places. A lot of the schools have gone remote, especially the high schools um, in that age. So they were anticipating this, though. This isn't just news. This is, they said, once we get to the flu season, it's going to get bad again. And we're breaking records again with the amount of cases and the hospitalizations. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's, that's the thing. It, it's it's going to get worse before it gets better. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like, like you say, that's, that was my first thing. Uh, this, this cure or this shot, whatever, this serum, whatever you want to call it, uh, are they cutting corners? How did it get here so fast? I don't know. You know, it's, it, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But a lot of people are saying, uh, I don't want to be the guinea pig. So. Yeah. No, that's why we have the UK doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Long live the queen. Uh, well, you know, coronavirus and all, some important news really came out this last week. Breakdancing is now going to become an Olympic sport in 2024 in the Summer Games in Paris. Really? They got, they got rid of baseball, Tony. And now right. breakdancing is a sport. Now, what, is this, what does this mean? Does this mean that people are losing interest in the Olympics and, and it needs a shot in the arm. Oh, that's exactly, that's exactly. And it, see, the thing is, is that I think that we're very naive as Americans, that everything that we see on TV and everything that we see outside is what the whole world is doing. 
But remember, I don't think we need to look any further than the sport of soccer, okay? Soccer is the biggest sport in the world, practically. And here in the United States, it's so not popular that we call it a different name. It's football everywhere else, and it's soccer here in the United States. So we can't be naive to think that just because we don't see breakdancing on a daily basis, that it, it isn't big around the world and will include, you know, lots of different countries to participate in the games. I just, I mean, is dancing in general an Olympic sport? Why do they go specifically to break dancing? I, I think they need, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Is, is break dancing so big that give the people what they want? Is this what they want? Well, you according know, to the specific, it, it, it's good you say it that way. The International Olympic Committee says, that they're trying to bring sports that, quote, make it more gender balanced, more youthful, and more urban. All right. Well, you're on your way with breakdancing, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, what's next? I, I think that a hot dog eating contest should be an Olympic sport. What do you think? <laughs> you know? I mean, well, it already, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess. I mean, it's easy. Enough people tune in for that. Yeah, it's eating. It's something that we all do, something that we all could relate to. Most people do enjoy a hot dog from time to time. Yeah, but 60 of them? Can I eat 60 of them? Mm. No, probably three or four at best. The part that, I mean, that makes me gag to watch them eat the hot dogs. Yeah. But dipping the buns in the water and then eating it, that, that really gets me because if I, like, come to a picnic and the hot dogs are, like, Buns are like just a little wet. Eh, no, I'm, I'm no way. But yeah. these guys are intentionally dipping it so it slides down. Right, right. And the thing about those guys, it's not exclusive to hot dog eating. I mean, they're eating pancakes and they're eating hamburgers and they get into all these contests all year long. Yeah, but the thing that gets me is that they're not total fat asses. No, no. that's the thing that gets me. I, I expect like offensive linemen for football teams to be participating. I mean, these guys are, I mean, that Kobayashi guy, whatever his name was, he was, he was 150 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And some of the women that do it. Yeah. Like five foot two, a hundred pounds. Like how, how do they do it? I don't know. Well, because you don't see what happens afterwards. Well, <laughs> I mean, how long is this stuff really in their system? You know what true. I mean? True. True. So, all right, All right so we, we know as well as anything uh, that Nicolas Cage will never turn down a paycheck. I, I saw that, but I, I can't remember what it is. It's, it's on uh, Netflix, right? Yes. Yeah. He's doing okay. a six-episode series called The History of Swear Words. I saw that, yes, yes, yeah, I saw Each that. episode is 20 minutes and focuses on the origins of a single word. Of the six, the only one that I can say that is going to air is damn. Okay. The others start with the letters B, D, P. Uh, we're falling behind. And of course, S and F. We of know course. S and F, we know B. If damn is the one I can say, then what's D? Well, when this runs a little bit later on today, I'm sure there will be people who will know what those letters stand yeah, for. Yeah, put them in the comments, but yeah, put, put like, put, I love how they do this. Like, you won't say the F word, but you'll put F apostrophe CK, and it's like, oh, that's okay then. Yeah, since, that's you, since you just, you know, you didn't put in all the words. Now, there will be celebrity guests, including Sarah Silverman, Nikki Glaser, and Nick Offerman. Uh, but also linguists, cognitive scientists, and lexicographers. Uh, January January fifth is when it's um, when it's going to be coming out. Can't wait. The Can't history wait. of the swear word. Can't now I hope there's some legitimacy to it. It actually would be kind of fascinating because I thought it was in History of the World Part Two when Moses dropped the the what uh, commandments ten through fifteen. Right. 
And didn't he say like, oh shit, it was something like that. And like, all right, we got to. <laughs> so I thought, I thought that was the origin of the swear words was history of the world part two. Yeah. The movies are classic. If you haven't seen history of the world part two, you got to see it. And if you're looking for history of the world part one, I've been there. Okay. I've been there. I spent hours trying to find the first movie. Very funny. One of his best. One of Mel Brooks' best, if you ask. Me. Un- underrated, you know, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, those, those kind of get space balls. Those kind of get the big headlines. Right. But History of the World Part Two is very funny because well, religious well, fanatics who have a sense of humor would laugh hysterically at some of, this, some of these things. And then atheists would have a ball with this. Oh, sure. The, yeah. the two things in that movie that cracked me up is the Inquisition, when they make it into a big, big production number, you know, like a, an MGM musical. And uh, uh, Mel Brooks is a waiter at the Last Supper. It's just knocked down, dragged out funny. Well, the then story. how they how they determined that, was it Gregory Burns? Hines. No, Gregory Hines. Greg, Gregory Hines. Yeah, he was in it, but... Yeah, know, how they determined that he's not, the, he's, he's not one of the guys. Well, he was a eunuch. That's, or he wasn't a eunuch. That was he wasn't a eunuch. Yes, he wasn't. He wasn't the eunuch. Yeah, that's no, a great movie. That great. is certainly a great movie. Yeah, yeah. All right, what do you got? Uh, well, I, I saw this uh, yesterday. Uh, legendary pilot Chuck Yeager uh, passed away the other day. Um, he died at the age of ninety-seven. I didn't realize he was that old. And uh, of course, uh, in October of forty-seven. He became the first test pilot to break the sound barrier in a rocket plane uh, over uh, California. He later commanded fighter squadrons in Germany and Southeast Asia during the Vietnam War. And uh, if you don't know completely who he is, he was played by Sam Shepard in the 1983 film, uh, The Right Stuff. So, uh, and in the movie, Jaeger himself made a cameo as a bartender named Fred. But uh, uh, this guy, he did his part, an American hero. Yes, yes. And, and he's, his name is always synonymous with breaking the sound barrier. Yes. And he certainly isn't the only one who's ever broken the sound barrier. But yet, you, when you think of that, you think of Chuck Yeager. Now, was he in commercials? I believe he was. I, I believe he was, but I... I A long, couldn't... long time ago. Long time ago. I, I haven't seen anything associated with him in a very long time. Right, right. Well, if you live that long, uh, I guess, yeah, all right. Eventually, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, a true American hero. I was, uh, to be honest with you, I thought he had died already. Yeah, well, yeah. now you can say that he has. And yes, it's, yes. It's, okay. it's certainly confirmed. I, I think this is the way that we're going. Um, we saw this with when the movie theaters were closed during the pandemic, we saw a lot of movie studios pushed back the release dates, sort of anticipating that things are going to get better. The only movie that I always think of is, is the new Top Gun movie. The new Top Gun movie was supposed to come out a long time ago, but because of this pandemic, they, they push it, they push it. But now we're starting to see movies released in theaters and on streaming services at the, the same, same time. On the same um, day. Yeah, the same day. Warner Brothers announced yesterday that all of the movies for 2021 will release in the theaters and on HBO Max the same day. Now that's huge because even Disney Plus, who, you know, I don't know how much it is a month because I paid like the one-time fee at the beginning, so I got it for a year. Um, Even with the new Mulan movie that was released, you had to pay extra to get that movie right away. So you had the Disney Plus service, which is the whole Disney catalog, which is great. But when that new Mulan movie came out, they, um, they, 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 they sort of, they made you pay more. Let's just put it that way. They made you pay more. So if all these movies are releasing on HBO Max the same day, that's a big deal for trying to get people to move over away from Netflix and whatnot. What? Let me ask you this. The streaming, I think it only lasts a limited time. That's right. 31 uh, days. How long? 31 days. 31 days. Okay, so you, you get a month out of it. All right. Well, yeah, yeah okay. 
Okay, so these are the 17 films that are being released next year for Warner Brothers. Are you ready? Lay it on me. Godzilla versus Kong. Where where has this been? Where has this been, right? (laughs) The Matrix 4. That's a big one. Yeah. Suicide Squad. That's a big one, too. Dune. That'll be a big one. Space Jam, A New Legacy. That's the one with LeBron James, right? Yes. Because the the first one was so great, you know. Sure. Um, Tom and Jerry. Nice. All right. To do a movie, Tom and Jerry, really? Yeah, but it's gonna be. It's not gonna be a drawing. It's gonna be that Pixar stuff. Oh, is it? I'm pretty sure they they don't they don't do the drawing anymore. Oh well, they've yeah. had years to make it. Oh, Tom and Jerry. Oh, classic. Oh, I love Tom and Jerry. <laughs> I loved all the little Tom and Jerry cartoons that they had that they weren't in. Like they yeah. all did. Oh my God. Yeah, that was, that was good. Mortal Kombat. Okay. The Conjuring. Okay. The Devil Made Me Do It. Okay. And The Sopranos prequel. All right. Okay. Yep. So and far, that's the. The Many Saints of Newark. Okay. That's another one. So, as we said, they'll release, they'll be available on the streaming service for no extra charge for only 31 days. So when the movie releases, if you have HBO Max, you can watch it on your service. You don't have to go to the theaters for 31 days. Okay, all right. I like that. You know, I I gotta be honest with you. That's, to me, that's the most aggressive. I'm not really in love with this lineup that they have for 2021. I mean, there's a couple movies that I certainly would be okay waiting until it came on demand. Um, but this is something that the others, and I know this is all like this to you. I know you could care less about any of this stuff, but it's a competitive field, the streaming service. Now you got Disney plus Amazon prime, Netflix, uh, you know, HBO max, Apple TV. You've got all these diff Hulu, you've got all these different services and they're all trying to compete for your eight, nine, fifteen dollars a month, because a lot of people are cutting the cord. They're getting rid of cable because cable's too expensive. You don't watch any of those channels, and they're just doing the the, the streaming services. That's it. So you have to pick and choose which ones you want to get. A lot of the times, what you get on Netflix, you also get on this service. So it's like, ah, do I really want to do Netflix? So that's why we saw the big surge a couple of years ago of the. Netflix originals, Amazon Prime originals, because these are things that are exclusive to those channels. Like the big one was The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. That was a huge one. So you couldn't watch that anywhere else. So a lot of these streaming services were investing money into actors and writers and coming up with with all these types of things to watch. Now it sort of seems like the big movie studios are getting involved. They're going to release things through those streaming services to try and draw people in. I, I'm fascinated by it. I don't necessarily think it'll garner my money. Um, I probably would be more apt to get it because then I could watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, I'd get that whole album, that whole uh, catalog. But um, it's something to keep an eye on because this pandemic has changed how movie studios would have never done something like this before. Never. They want you to go to the theater. That's a big draw. Now it's like, you know, are only half the people going to go to the theaters now? Let's try and release it another way too. Here's my thought on it. Pandemic or not, I think this is the route that these movies theaters are going to go. If you notice, I don't know if you notice, and maybe I'm wrong, a lot of these actors and actresses, they don't even make a movie anymore for the theater. Meryl Streep has a a TV show someplace, streaming a a show someplace. Don't don't ask me which, Mm. you know, which which company. Uh, She makes movies for these streaming services. Uh, Jennifer Aniston has a TV show on Apple. Kaylee Cuoco. uh, The the list just goes on and on and on. Um, I think this is the route that these studios are going to go to uh, anyway, whether there was a pandemic or not, a lot of people disagree with me, but, but I think that, you know, I, I know I'm not in that demographic anymore, uh, but 
hey, if you're telling me a movie like the prequel to The Sopranos is going to be on a streaming service, uh, hell yeah, like, like, sure, absolutely. I, I don't have to get in the car. I don't have to put on pants. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's, I mean, that's the way that I feel about it. You just um, have to pay 15 bucks a month yeah, that's for the, a year. That's the other thing, you know, but, but I, I, think, I think that this is the route that it's going to go to. And you, you know something, Mike? All of these HBO and, and is owned by this company and Netflix is probably owned by the same company. And eventually these movies that you're streaming for, you don't think eventually they end up on Showtime? And HBO, it might well, no, they they do, years. but we're an inpatient society, so people well, aren't willing to wait. Yeah, all right. That, that's I'll, why you still see people camped outside of retail stores to try and get the latest video game console. Okay, all right. You know, I mean, I, people will pay in order to see that on the same day. You know that it's that's that it's released. Um, but no, yeah, you're right. This is the, you get the big names. There's a one on Netflix with Glenn Close and Amy Adams. Like Hillbilly, I forget what the second part of it is, but it's it's huge. And, yeah. and, and the award shows, I mean, you know, I'm sorry, but you're no longer going to see the big blockbuster movies up for Academy Awards. It's going to be streaming on Amazon Prime and stream, you know, that's just where it's going to be. Well, and that's happened for television also, because right. not only, exactly. it, it used to just be competition for TV. It used to just be, you know, you're not getting any great shows on CBS anymore. They're on HBO or they're on CBS or on TNT or they're on all these kind of cable networks. Now they're going after the movies. Thanks to the pandemic. The pandemic was kind of a catalyst for people not going to the theaters anymore. So now, you know, this is the way that this is the way the actors are going. We saw a lot of the movie actors crossing over into TV ahead of this. And now they're just there to stay. So, yeah. Well, if, if, like, for example, uh, you, you get my son. He's 33 years old. He very rarely watches terrestrial TV. He'll, he'll watch sports. You know, uh, the Yes Network is on all the time. Uh, but but I, I, I said to him, oh, did you see that, that show, uh, Big Sky, that's on? Where is it? I says, it's on ABC. Uh, regular television. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the attitude that, 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 but yet that's the same son. This is funny. That's the same son who has actual books, right? Right. That he reads. He right. doesn't necessarily read on the Kindles, right? He has the actual he have the books. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's, so, I mean, it's kind of like he's old school there, but right. you know, new school was certain. No, but that's, you know, you asked why the Olympics have breakdancing to get the younger population that's why you know the, the the cable and satellite services of the world are you know they're sitting there a little nervous because they know that it's the writing's on the wall that's, i cut mine i got rid of my cable what are you using i i have a, a smart tv for the dumb purchaser like me smart tv i have roku now roku is just like a stick that you plug into the side of the tv and then I have Netflix, uh, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime. I have Apple TV for like a couple more months because when I got a, an iPhone, I get it free for a year. But Netflix, uh, Disney Plus, which I probably will, I don't know, I'll, I'll keep Disney Plus. Um, and then Amazon Prime. Those are the ones that I have. And I'm, well, like, like I'm now on Amazon Prime watching. Guess what I'm watching on Amazon Prime? Out of all the things that you could watch, I'm watching House. <laughs> That's been off the air for uh, 10 years, years ago. It's gone. What, what are you kidding and I And I watched it all. I used to. I watched it on TV all the time. That's what I'm watching. That's what I'm spending my time watching. Well, that's what, I mean, every night here, we're, and I mean, you know, it, it always goes back to everybody loves Raymond. I mean, there's just yeah. nothing on TV. Seinfeld or whatever. Yeah. Seinfeld or whatever it, it, it happens to be. I mean, it's, uh, that's the way that it goes. My, my sister-in-law has a thing called um, YouTube TV. Yeah. Yeah. That's and another one. That's I another one. I guess it's cheaper than having regular cable. Mm -hmm. and all that. The only thing is, 
if I'm at her house and I'm watching her TV by myself, first of all, you, you need a schematic, you need a blueprint, you know, th to make the thing work. Every time I want to change the channel, it's, it's like I got to call her or her son to come in and change the channel. I mean, it's like, you know, but th that's the route that, that she went, YouTube TV. Yeah. No, it's, I'm sure there's a, there's a way to put it into the internet and say, these are the things I like to watch. What's the best way to go? Um, and, you know, it depends. I mean, I have, a, I have an antenna that I have hooked up to my TV and I get the major networks, you know, and, and the only reason I watch those is for sports. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then when the baseball season comes around through Roku, I can get the MLB plan so I can watch every White Sox game. I mean, it's just, I don't have any desire to watch regular television anymore. So, you know, I go back to a time, uh, I'm sure you do too, but I go back to a time where there was channel two, four, five, seven, 13, and, and that was it. And when we were kids, my parents had an old TV that had the rabbit ears in their bedroom. Oh, sure. Tinfoil on them? Yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, where the, the TV was positioned with the rabbit ears, we were able to get channel eight. And we thought that that was gold, you know, that, oh my God, we're getting an extra channel up here. This is, this is amazing. And it's like, you know, now it's like you've got 247 stations yeah. and there's nothing on. I mean, yeah. Andy Griffith, we watch Andy Griffith every night here, you know. But, hey. No, you're right. That's probably All right, now, speaking of classic television, are you ready for yes or BS? Yes, lay it on me. This, this show, this, this part of the show is sweeping the nation. Yes, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. Now, speaking of YouTube, you can, you can watch the show on Facebook, YouTube, uh, and you can also listen to it as a podcast on Spotify. So we're also, you know, maybe we'll be on Netflix. Maybe they'll ask us to do a special on Netflix. I doubt it. I have serious doubts too. Okay, so yes or BS. It's very simple. I tell Tony a statement and he tells me if it's yes or BS and then I tell him if he's right or wrong. Today's topic is the animated TV special Frosty the Snowman. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ace this. I just want you to know. Okay, that's good. One with, with Karen in it. Karen is the little girl and, and, and she cries when Frosty melts. Can, can you stop? <laughs> Can you stop? All right. Those might be questions. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I apologize. This is very, this is very simple. I'm sure it is. Um, but it was the one that was available. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, it aired 51 years ago mm -hmm. uh, in 1969. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. The Frosty the Snowman TV special is older than the song. Is that yes or BS? BS. BS is correct. The animation classic was based on the song. Gene Autry released it in a 1950, mm -hmm. one year after he did Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay. So Gene Autry is also responsible for Frosty the Snowman? Uh, yeah, I think, and he's responsible for a couple of other ones, too. Here comes Santa Claus, I believe. Really? Yeah. And no, he didn't, Did he write them? I, I think he wrote... Here comes Santa Claus. And there's another one that I think he wrote. Uh, I don't know the name of it, but you know how it goes up on the house clock, click, 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 down yeah. to the chimney with good Saint Nick. I think he wrote that one too. Yeah. But he didn't write Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? No, that was written by Johnny Marks. Oh, okay. Was he, he one hated. of the Marks? Was he a Marks brother? No, no. Zeppo or, and Chico didn't write it. But he was, <laughs> he hated it. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Didn't want to record it. He got, I'm not doing this. And his wife said, oh, do it. It's cute. Come on, come on. And he did it. And he said, all right, well, we're just going to put it on the flip side. I'm, I'm not being associated with, with this crap. And, you know, radio. That's what allowed him to buy the angels, wasn't it? I mean, let's face it. He was able to do a lot of things after that. Okay. Yeah. All right, number two. Number yeah. two. In the cartoon, Frosty becomes a normal snowman whenever his scarf blows off. No, it's the hat. That's BS. He does have a scarf, though. But yes, no, you are right. It's the hat mm -hmm. that brings him life. Okay. Uh, number three. 
It has aired on TV every single year since it debuted. I'm going to say that's a yes. That is a yes. It aired on CBS every year since 1969. It's the longest continuously running TV special to air on the same network in U.S. history. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the animation was done in Japan. Is that yes or BS? I'm going to say yes. It is what? yes. A yeah. company called Mushi Production did all the animation in Tokyo. Yeah, I believe it. Okay. And number five, as Tony already ruined, there's a character named Karen in it. Yes, of course. She's of course. one of the kids who built Frosty. Her lines, did you know this? No. This might be something that you don't know. Her lines were originally done by June Frey. Yes, okay. Who also did Rocky the Flying Squirrel and Cindy Lou Who in The Grinch. Okay. She apparently sounded too old, though, so they had a kid record the lines. Okay. All right. Yeah. There you go. And, and like I said, it, uh, Frosty melts. She starts to cry. And, and then I get all choked up each and every year. But what about the magician? The, I mean, is well, he the, not the show? He's the, the show. The magician <laughs> was the comic. Dizzy, dizzy. Yes, I loved him. Billy D. Wolf. He was. Uh, the, he Billy was, D. Williams did his voice. No, 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 not Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Oh. He was a, uh, a, a comic, and he was in a lot of movies in the '40s and '50s. And yeah, that was you know, or like when uh, uh, Santa says to him, you know, I'm sorry, no more Christmas presents. You have to go home and write, I will not bother Frosty a thousand times. Oh, gee, that's not fair. You know, us evil magicians have to make a living too. You know, so, but that's his big line. Busy, busy, busy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's, that's, that's certainly, one. and then they had to ruin it by Frosty Returns. Yes. Uh, Frosty meets Rudolph. Right, right, right. Yeah, they always, they always end up ruining it. Frosty Returns. I have to say, sucks. Um, it, it just does. It's, it's, it's got uh, John Goodman doing the voice of Frosty. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And uh, I believe Jonathan Winters is the, the narrator. And, and he pops up like he's like this big, Jonathan Winters, and he's like an angel or something like that. But it, it just doesn't compare to the, to the original. No. You know? Well, how many years after the first one was it done? Well, that was quite a bit. I mean, I want yeah. to say it was 25 years. Yeah. Well, after. John Goodman was the voice of it, sure. Yeah, John Goodman, sure, sure. So, but yeah, I go on record. Frosty Return sucks. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, Tim Allen, of course, speaking of Christmas movies, he, he's in one of the more popular ones, Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. that, that's one of it is. One of his iconic characters is going to be meeting one of his current characters. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, the, his character in Last Man Standing, and then, of course, his character in Home Improvement will come face-to-face -face on January 7th in an episode of Last Man Standing. Now, it's the last season for Last Man Standing. Mike Baxter will meet Tim the Toolman Taylor when Mike's wife hires Tim to do some repairs at their home. Uh, this is the ninth and final season of Last Man Standing. Somehow, they have to get Buzz Lightyear in that scene as well. Somehow. I bet you they do. Bet you they do. Now, what do they do? Are they, they going to use that anti-aging uh, lens to make them look younger? Whatever the case is. No, I, I don't think they're going to go back to Tim. the. I think it's going to be Tim the Toolman now. Oh, okay. And that's the way I got it, because... Because Mike Baxter will meet him when Mike's wife hires Tim to do repairs at their home. Okay, I understand. So that's how far it's fallen for Tim the Toolman Taylor. Now he's actually being able to get hired to do renovations at people's homes. Amazing. And you know something? You, you got to give Tim Allen a lot of credit. You know, he, he's on home improvement for like nine years. He's on this last man standing for nine years. They, they all go into syndication he makes like millions just by sitting on his ass at home. I mean, that, that's, it's amazing because mm -hmm. a lot of guys, man, they would, they would kill to have one TV show that lasts even five years. You know, Patricia Heaton was another one. Everybody loves Raymond for 10 and then the middle for another 10. 
right. on top of that. that. It's just amazing. It really yeah. is. No, some people are lucky, that, but, you know, they deserve it because they're talented and, yeah. and whatnot. But, you know, Tim Allen, I'm trying to think, what duds has he done? Uh, I, I, you know, he did a movie called Christmas with the Cranks. Did you ever see that? Okay. All right. So one. Maybe, maybe I'm not. I'm not sure of uh, uh, if that bombed or not. There was another one, uh, Galaxy Quest. I don't know how well that did. Okay. It's the Morning All right. Weaver. All right. It, never mind. Never mind. All right. Well, I was just going to say that. Just to, he, to me, he's he's never talked about as you know a blockbuster guy. No. But you look at the movies that he's associated with. They're huge yeah. TV shows. I mean, the Toy Story series itself. I mean, huge. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, in fact uh, the, the, the the Toy Story thing that branched off into little television specials. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a couple of times a year. I think there's one coming up for Christmas. One called uh, "Time Stand Still" or something like. It's only a half hour, but yeah. but it, it's amazing. Well, they get paid off that. I heard that one of them is just audio pulled from the movie. Oh, could be. It's in like a new, you know, they didn't actually re-record stuff. They just kind of pulled audio. Because I know they did that with Don Rickles. Could could be. Yeah. Could be. I know that uh, in Toy Story, Tom Hanks, I believe, the only time that he voices is if they're making a movie. I think the rest of the time, it's his brother. I think his brother voices. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I believe so. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But I know that... Uh, well, you just quoted yourself. I mean, what do you want me to do? <laughs> you don't need me to quote you. I mean, you quoted it, buddy. I mean, you know, what do you want from me? Uh, you got anything else? What do we got? Uh, I'm pretty cool. I'm good. I'm ready. Well, we got to do bad decisions. Well, let's and do you gotta, it. And we got to come up with a word. All right. Do it. Let's do it. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> Bad decisions, bad decisions. Mike Bellamy is here for you and me. Oh, first of all, everybody loves to be diagnosed over the internet. So I'm going to tell people this this issue that I have. I got this pain like on the front of my shoulder and on the back of my shoulder. And it hurts down my arm. I didn't do anything. I don't remember wrenching it. I don't remember doing anything to it. But it hurts more when I sit and rest as opposed to stand up. And when I lay in bed, it hurts. First of all, uh, what is it? Is your, your left arm, your left shoulder? Left, left. Left. First thing that comes to mind, a heart attack. Um, second like, thing- Like I said, this is, why, this is why we ask over the internet to be diagnosed. Second thing uh, could be gas. Just could be gas. Why is it? No, it's 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 my arm. It's shoulder. Oh, Mike, you I'm something. not getting gas in my back. Yeah. I mean, I've had some. I've had a lot of gas go out the back, if you know what I mean. But I don't think I've got. I don't think I've got. No, I don't think that's it. I think it's more nerve stuff than it is muscle. So. I don't know. I don't know. It's been really bothering me the last couple of weeks. Well, those cases, week. tips, they could be a little bit more heavier than what we thought. Uh, you know? They do get heavy. I'm sure they do. Those party size bags are really heavy. Are you kidding me? Well, I'll tell you, you know, getting up in and out of the truck is probably the most stressful of it all. Dude, it's... I can only imagine what you go through. I can't get in and out of my son's Jeep. They took me across the street one day to go pick something up at, at the grocery store. I needed a stepladder to get in, and they were underneath me. All right. Yeah. All right. Now, you got that video I sent you of that guy walking at the grocery store, right? Yeah. <laughs> Was that not you? Oh, there's this, there's this guy at one of the grocery stores that I, that I service. He reminds me of Tony all the time. He's the bread guy, and he always deals with the bread. And the way that he walks, he sh- he's this old guy, shuffles his feet. And uh, I think his I think his name is Tony. I think it is Tony. Could be, could be. Oh, I thought he was. I almost said, "Hey, bud, what's going on? What are you doing out here? Why didn't you Why didn't you give me a call?" <laughs> like that. All right. So you did you sing the song for bad decisions? I sang it already. Do it. All right. Okay. All right. So if you've never heard of the Villages Retirement Community in Florida, 
I don't need to explain anything about it beyond this story, because this sums up the entire place perfectly. And once again, it's in Florida. On Friday night, a couple in the villages were surprised when a company called Fuzzy Vodka rolled up to their driveway party in a tricked out golf cart. Now, Rick Skutak and his 59-year-old wife, Danette, won the cart over 11,000 other people in a contest. So, Fuzzy Vodka gave them a tricked out golf cart. Now, they were thrilled and their neighbors clapped and cheered for them. Nice. But it turned quickly. Just a few hours later, Danette was arrested. Da-dumb. Because she flipped the golf cart while she was driving it around. One of the people in the cart with her was taken to the hospital in an ambulance. Now, the dramatic pause, glasses off. Danette was charged with a DUI. Oh, I, you know something? I didn't see where this was going. That's, uh, 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 what a turn. What a twist and a turn. I didn't see that coming. Fuzzy Vodka gave them the golf cart, oh. and she gets arrested, flips it, trashes it, and gets a DUI. Oh, what an amazing, that's an amazing story. I can't believe it. Twists and turns, Tony. Twists and turns. It's oh. more oh. compelling than Nicolas Cage introducing us to the F. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So last week was nachos. As you can tell, I didn't go through the list and get the names. Not a lot of people are doing that anymore. So what's the word of the week this week? Uh, Banana split. Never been a fan. Really? Oh, dude. My girth tells a different story. I know, but I, I don't like the fruit with the, with the ice cream. Being a fellow fat ass, I thought you would be on board with the Listen, banana split. Everything other than the banana, I'm all about. But <laughs> I'm not a fan of the banana split. I like the hot fudge sundae. Oh, like, all right. I'm on board with that, too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the banana split, never, yeah. never been a fan of the banana split. Wow. You I don't... only will eat banana as a banana. I won't put it on cereal. I won't put it on... I won't eat it as bread. I won't, I'll eat a banana, but I won't have any banana flavoring. I can't stand it. It's gross. I, I, I love bananas. I mean, I'll eat it in bread. I'll eat it in a banana split, what, 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 in, in cereal, whatever. My only thing about the banana, th- there can't be any bruises. It, it can't be overripe. And the other way, my, mine's, mine's got to be bruised out. That, I can't do it. I can't do it. That's, uh, it makes me gag. See, makes I... Me- when it's too tough, I can't eat it. See, I like I'll it to be eat. kind of soft. It really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, banana split is the word. Okay. okay. All right. So write it in the comments, and, and maybe next week we'll go back to reading the names. We, we, if I'm not reading the names, there's no incentive to right. like write the Right. I understand. I guess, I understand. I guess I have to go back to doing that. All right. So we took a week off from nachos. This, this week, I'll write down the names right. to make okay. sure you're commenting. But, but we want you to comment on it. We want you to like it. We want you to share it. You know, when you, when you put together this hour-long process that, that we, we take Tony away from his family, that, you know, his kids have questions for him as to how to proceed in certain scenarios. His wife wants to tell him how much she loves him every minute of every day. So we take Tony for an hour from that. And all we can get are 23 damn likes. I mean, come on, folks. Can we shoot for 50 this week? Is that too much? 50 darn, it says 1,300 people viewed the video. And we can't get 50 likes? We should be getting I mean, do it for Christy, for crying out loud. Chris, Chris, she's just standing off camera waiting to tell Tony how much she loves him because she hasn't been able to for this hour that we've done this show. And she has to wait. She does have to wait. You might see her occasionally kind of come in because she thinks the show's wrapping up. And then it's just like one of Mike's FaceTimes with his family. It just proceeds for a whole nother hour. (laughs) So like it, share it, 
do something with it. All yeah, right, flush it for crying out loud. Yeah, just do, do something with it. Just please. do something with it. Okay. Yeah. So just make us make us food. That can be your gift to me for my birthday. That can be your gift to me. Like, like the show. Okay. Uh, so we feel like we need to continue doing it. All right. Sounds good. All right. By the way, have yourself a good week, Tony. My deck. What'd you say? Next week I might be reporting from my deck. Oh, hopefully it's warm enough for that. Okay. All right. See ya. Bye bye. <laughs>